Hello and welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. I'm Father Casey. I'm Julia. And I'm Sheila. And what a what a joy to welcome Sheila with us yeah. uh, joining the podcast team. Julia and I got started and now we're bringing out the big guns, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, who set all of this up. Sheila was the one who I looked at. When we bought this podcast equipment, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what to do. And Sheila um, started it working, which was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't easy. That's for sure. No, there are a lot of <laughs> wires, and they go to different places, and we're not 100% sure what they all do. How long did it take you to set all of this up? Oh, well, it was a tag team effort. So first, Father started, and then I came in, and I think I spent, oh, maybe like an hour. Oh, wow. And yeah. And, all, and we knew we were succeeding because we had sound in the headphones, even though we couldn't figure out how to get into the computer. This was last week. And <laughs> we had sound in the headphones, headphones. <laughs> even though we couldn't get in the computer. And, um, and then we, uh, and then it just, um, I, we played with it a little bit more, and here we are. Yeah, we stole a few wires, some from a printer, so <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's okay. We actually tried to go as well to, to the local Best Buy to see if we could get the wires and the parts we needed, which we ended up not needing. Uh, so we're going to have some some extra wires coming on Amazon next oh, week wonderful. Uh, that we ordered that we didn't need. But we tried to go to Best Buy, and that didn't really work out so well. But they were really nice to us. Yeah, they were pleasant. A little field trip there. So, yeah, Sheila is part of the team. And we are, I don't know, maybe this is a little bit like the Hunger Games, uh, dysto- this dystopian, like the Hunger dystopian Games. future. But we're going to try to see, you know, as we as we rotate in more and more people, who who's going to stick oh, and win or uh, who's not. So, Sheila, uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> You're going down, Julia. <laughs> oh, jeez. We'll I shouldn't <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as you start podcasting with Father Casey, anything could happen. I guess it's Hunger Games now. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the St. Francis Catholic Hunger Games, not the St. Francis oh. Catholic chat. So, oh, well, that's, that's where we are. So, um, and then today is actually a very special day in the life of the church. Uh, today, June 29th, is the feast or the solemnity of the holy apostles Peter and Paul. And so um, to be able to celebrate these two great uh, princes of the apostles, the princeps apostolorum, uh, they're, they're the chief of the apostles, and they are, um, it's, a, it's a solemnity. It's, it's a wonderful um, way that we, we celebrate these great saints in the life of the church, saints Peter and Paul. And, and today it gives us a little bit of an opportunity to reflect upon our uh, our love for the church and the these two uh, great pillars of the church's life and why we should love the church. Um, Julia, you're actually reading a book called In Love with the Church. Yes, I am um, reading a book called In Love with the Church. Based on a homily by, by St. Jose Maria, whose feast was just last week. And yeah. We, um, yeah, so so St. Saint, Saint Peter and Paul, these guys are, are, are awesome. So... Um, what do you know about St. Peter and St. Paul? Do you know anything about them? Ooh, so, uh, honestly, I'm not going to even lie. I partially know a lot about St. Peter because of The Chosen. Ooh, the, Sheila, have <laughs> you watched any of The Chosen? So, I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, I've only seen a couple episodes, yeah. but that's, like, why I know a lot about St. Peter. <laughs> and why, how he became the rock, like, kind of, like, in the in the show, he was called, like, the teacher's pet. Like, oh, you wouldn't even believe he's the teacher's pet now. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I know about Peter. It's a little distorted, a little bit, I guess, because you know it's from a TV show, but it's based off the Gospels, like yeah. yeah so you can just assume based. that we know 
what's in the gospel and like that's about can, the can you of our assume knowledge. that though can you assume that no. people know what's in the gospel oh julia <laughs> 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 some of us <laughs> hunger hunger games <laughs> some, no um so yeah so oh, peter peter and paul um you know, so Peter is the is the rock. He's the he's the foundation of the church. Our Lord says to Peter, it's about midway, you know, through each gospel um, that uh, Jesus asks the question at Matthew, Mark, and Luke's gospel. It's not in John's gospel, uh, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus asks, who who do people say the Son of Man is? Right? Who do people say that I am? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's really cool because if you want to learn like roughly where you are in the gospel, like this is about midway through in each of the three gospels. And it's actually immediately uh, followed by the transfiguration. So, like, these are amidst all the other things that kind of change in the um, in the narrative and what's placed where. Uh, Peter's declaration is usually just right about the middle. And who do people say the Son of Man is? Some say Elijah, John the Baptist, others one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? And then it's Peter who speaks um, and says, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And what's cool is when Peter confesses Christ. Then, then our Lord uh, says, um, "Bless you, Simon, son of John, uh, son of Jonah." Is actually in some other translations, which is a cool. There's actually a little. That's like a real thing, right? Because because um, our Lord says that no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah. We can maybe get into this if I if I study ahead of time. And so <laughs> when then Peter is Bar Jonah, not it doesn't necessarily mean son of John. It means, uh, but he also maybe said son of Jonah. Uh, that that Peter would follow our Lord, who is the sign of Jonah, right? And so oh, there's wow. there's a cool little um, so it's possible. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Blessed are you, uh, and and so I said you um, you are Peter, tu es Petrus, uh, and upon this rock I will build my church, uh, and that that is and the gates of the netherworld will never prevail against it. Uh, and that's just so like in Saint Peter's Basilica, that is written up on the. Um, Along the along the top there. Two so their patrons. bodies are in Rome, right? Yeah, actually. So yes, the actual body of Saint Peter and of Saint Paul is in Rome. So where in Rome, like, are they? Okay, well, let's see. Do you want to take a guess? Where in Rome? Uh, what oh, hill? Geography. What is the name of the hill where Saint Peter's uh, tomb is? The name of the hill. Take a guess. Uh, does it have Saint Peter's name in it? No. Oh shoot. What do we, what do we call hill. the area where now St. Peter's Basilica is? St. Peter's Square? Wait, what? Mm. Are you talking about Vatican City? Yes, Vatican. Okay. Oh, okay. It's actually oh, called, <laughs> it's called the Vatican Hill. The, Va- the name Vatican actually oh, really? predates uh, it being the center of the Catholic Church. The name Vatican is actually just the name of the Roman hill where St. Peter's Basilica is. Oh, wow. And so it's on the Vatican Hill um, that he was crucified upside down. And then... Um, and then actually when they when they had to bury him, it was illegal to bury Christians at the time. So to bury him, they had to uh, chop his feet off because they couldn't get the ladder up to get to the top to actually. Oh so they God. chopped wow. his feet off and um, pulled him off the cross and then stuck him in the ground. And it's also illegal to unbury someone who's already been buried. So yeah, as long as you could, it's, it was illegal to bury him, but it's also illegal to unbury him. <laughs> and so it... Um, and so he stayed there, and they, they remembered the spot, and they venerated it. And then it was just in the 20th century that we found the tomb, and we found the bones. Oh, wow. And uh, his bones are still there. In fact, when I was in Rome uh, back in November, uh, 
my friend Father Siler, who we referenced on the last podcast, uh, arranged and reserved that I would be able to celebrate Mass that's so in cool. the chapel that's basically where his bones are. Wow. And it was. Can it you. Was really okay, cool. so you. Where it's set up, it's like obviously in the ground, or is it like they built something so you can see like where he was like. So buried. you well, uh, so you are in the basement of the Vatican at that point. So you're basically okay. underground. Like this is under where the basilica is. It's the basement mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. the basilica. It's the crypt, and um, and no, yeah, you can't actually see where his bones are. They are in um, boxes. Um, actually, when Father Siler is a guest on the podcast, he could maybe tell. Maybe he's got a lot that he could talk about. <laughs> but he could maybe tell us about these boxes because he used to give tours of this area. Mm-hmm. They're actually constructed by NASA. So that should the whole basilica fall down on top of it. The bones would survive because wow. we got to be sure we can take care of them. So are the boxes under the altar? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's cool, Sheila. You could, if you drop a, if you tie a piece of string in the middle of what's called the baldacchino, that's the big dome, right? Mm-hmm. Not the baldacchino, the dome. If you tie a, uh, a string in the dome, um, it would go straight down through the middle of the baldacchino that was designed by um, Bernini. And then it would go straight through the middle of the altar, and it would go straight into where the tomb is. It is wow. all perfectly lined up. It's really cool. That is pretty incredible. And so NASA were the ones that. I'm pretty that sure out? it's NASA. I don't know. If some of NASA <laughs> listen to this today, they say that's that's not true. Like, oh well. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be the first wrong information delivered <laughs> in a podcast. Whatever. Um, and then St. Paul is at the Basilica of St. Paul outside the walls. And so he was um, beheaded at the what's now called the Tre Fontane, uh, which is one of the spots where I most love to go and pray in Rome. And he was beheaded in the, the legends that his head bounced three times and that um, where his head bounced, three fountains sprang up. And But he was a Roman citizen, so that's why he wasn't crucified, because crucifixion would only be for non-Romans. Mm-hmm. And so the Romans wouldn't crucify their own citizens, mm-hmm. so they chopped off his head instead. Um, oh. And he, wow. um, how considerate! Well, it is, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot less bad than crucifixion. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, that's true. It's pretty quick by comparing. Crucifixion sometimes could take days. Yeah. Um, whereas beheading just usually, if it's one try, you got a good strong beheader. It uh, it doesn't doesn't take more than a few seconds. I mean, so. you might feel it after. I don't know. I like wait you after your head's gone. I think so. Uh, what I've heard is that. When when people chop off your head, that like the eyes move or something like that, and so the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh wow! What what the? All right, folks, don't don't let the kids listen to this. <laughs> Let's we'll have a we'll have a little disclaimer whether this is a good uh, family friendly podcast or not. <laughs> I don't see how. It's, I mean, I guess you don't tell kids how people get beheaded or what their eyes do after. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Well, <laughs> your nervous system is still firing. So oh. get, no, Julia is not a biologist. We established <laughs> this. Uh, Julia doesn't do biology. Sorry, Julia. It, uh, that's biology. She's a chemist. Okay. She, she, you know, does, she does molecules. <laughs> Maybe. So your nervous system still fires? That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so St. Paul was beheaded, and then he's buried in St. Paul outside the walls. Uh, there's a nice big basilica there. Uh, but yeah, so and so they are. they have this beautiful connection with the city of Rome. And that uh, Rome is, this is why Rome is so important in the life of the church, uh, because both Peter and Paul uh, came to Rome, preached in Rome, and died in Rome. And they died, uh, it's actually this day, June 29th, it's, I mean, we we say piously that they they died on the same day, and that they consecrated their preaching by by the shedding of their blood. And this is one of the things with the martyrs, that martyrs, it's not just their preaching, it's like the apostles and the martyrs, 
They consecrate their preaching with the shedding of their blood, that the truth that they proclaim with words they're willing to die for. And so this is uh, Peter and Paul both died for this gospel of Jesus Christ that they proclaimed. You know, Paul being the uh, apostle of Gentiles who was a persecutor of the church and then called on the road to Damascus um, by our Lord. And he was um, the apostle to the Gentiles. That There's the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So the Gentiles are just basically all non-Jews. And that um, for Christianity to not just remain a little uh, niche group within Judaism, it had to spread to the whole rest of the world. And so uh, Paul was in a very special way the apostle to the Gentiles. And um, and so, but they both died, and they died in Rome, uh, and they're buried in Rome. And this is, uh, the church in Rome has a certain pride of place. The Bishop of Rome is a successor of St. Peter. And so as we venerate Peter and Paul today, uh, we venerate as well Pope Francis. We, we, we pray for Pope Francis, and we renew our love for our Holy Father. There's a story about Pope Paul VI that, um, it's so beautiful, that there was, um, Paul VI was, was Pope during a, a very trying and difficult time. And there was this, this one young priest who somehow got an audience with him, whatever, and just decided, you know what he's going to do? He's going to teach the Pope <laughs> what we need to do. Yeah. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell that Pope what we need to do. And so he started, um, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to change this teaching, we need to change that, we need to do this, we, we don't believe this. And, and um, Paul VI, like, listened to him very patiently, and this priest like, this is great, like, the Pope's listening to me. <laughs> and, then, and then afterwards he just said, but I am Peter, and that means absolute fidelity to Christ. And that that's the role of the Pope, and that's St. Paul VI now. I am Peter. And that means absolute fidelity to Christ. Mm. And that that's, that's the role of the Pope, that the Pope is, is faithful to our Lord and stays faithful. So Peter, who confessed that Jesus is the Son of God, remains faithful. And so we, we love and we venerate our Holy Father, Pope Francis, on this day. Uh, and we should, all, all faithful um, Catholics should, should venerate and love the Pope and pray for the Pope. And Pope Francis always says, pray for me, pray for me, pray for mm-hmm. everyone he talks to, pray for me, right? And, and he means it. Like, he wants people to pray, he yeah. needs to pray for me. He's the Pope. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it um, just today's a day as well to just renew our love for, um, for the Pope. The Pope is the visible sign of unity in the church. And so we should, um, yeah, we should pray very much for our Pope and we should love him so much. So uh, that's that's today's solemnity. I mean, that is, um, and to to celebrate that. One one of the cool things I like about Peter and Paul, though, you know, sometimes we get this image of the saints that they're mm. like, um, they're they're like they're like plaster statues, right? They're just like they're 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 not real. They're not real people, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, like as if like they're just kind of had their own thing. They're like God gave them the like, these. Yeah, they're races. not. These aren't real. They're people. the first Christians. Yeah, like <laughs> whatever. Um, but um, there's some like uh, in both uh, in their relationship with one another, it's not like it's um, sanitized. It's not like it's just like not real. And it's oh, it's like a cartoon. Like Peter and Paul, they were best friends, right? Um, Peter in his uh, second letter, chapter three, verses fifteen to sixteen, writes, "And consider the patience of our Lord as salvation, as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, also wrote to you." speaking of these things, as he does in all his letters. In them, there are some things hard to understand, that the ignorant and unstable distort to their own destruction, just as they do to other scriptures. And so Peter's just like, look, there's some stuff that's pretty tough to understand in St. Paul's letters, right? He, um, <laughs> It's not like uh, Paul's letters are the easiest thing in the world. Like, 
this is <laughs> he he's not always the clearest writer in the world. Um and particularly not if you're trying to read him in Greek. So same same Peter, that's like a cool little um it's a cool little thing there. Then Paul in his letter to the Galatians, which was written way before Peter's second letter, um so when we hear about Cephas in the Gospels and in Paul's letters, that, that also, um, that's referring to St. Peter, right? And so Paul says, um, and when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he was clearly wrong, right? And so the saints, like, it's not like they all just got along in a cartoon way. They were disagreeing about something. Peter, even though the door of faith was open to the Gentiles, Peter, when he was around uh, Jewish people at the time, was not eating pork uh, and Paul's like, you're setting a bad example. Like, our Lord made all things clean, and you even acknowledge that. Like, why are you... Avoiding eating pork, why, yeah. why, yeah, why being a coward around these people? Yeah. And so um, so the way that they do that is so cool. And, yeah, that's something I love about the saints, that they're just... They're real people. I mean, didn't didn't the first Christians call themselves, like, refer to each other as saints? Like, I, I don't yeah, know... Yeah, yeah, that's actually in uh, in St. Saint Paul's letters, to, to greet all the saints. It would be translated in English as, as the holy ones. Uh, that we, you know, he says, greet all the saints, right? The holy ones. Right, that's right, what right. We're, who we're called to be. We're called to be holy. Yeah, I find that so beautiful. Just like, I, I, I wonder if it's something that we lost recently. Um, calling, not like calling each other saints, but um, having this this idea that like, we're not different from the saints. Like, yeah. I mean, we obviously didn't start the church. Right. But well, I mean, you think about when people tell stories. Like, if I was going to tell my child a story about the saints, I wouldn't recount all of the bad things that, you know, all of the mistakes that the saint had right. made in their life. I would primarily, you know, I would acknowledge those, but really I would focus on all of the good things that they did. And so I think over time you just, you know, you kind of lose those things. So they Yeah, they were like holy. real people. Like, saints are yeah. like real people, and they have real personalities. And... um and that comes actually through with St. Peter a lot in the Gospels. You get, like, he, he was a bit of a, um, he was very, he was very rash. He really just would, like, rush into things and, yeah, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. Like, Peter, you get to deny me before the end of the night. Like, I'll go to prison. I'll <laughs> die for you. Like, yeah, you know, you're going to just deny me. You're going to deny me. Even when our Lord calls him, like, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Like, I just found the God of the universe. You don't say, like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, to really to really appreciate the personality of the saints, because um, that helps make it, like, we're, we're called to be saints. Right. Right. I don't yeah. see myself as a plaster statue. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, it would also be weird if we kind of all thought, like, oh, well, I'm just going to have this statue in, like, these different cities when I die because I'm so great. Uh, but I don't know. I think there's something, like, special to kind of look look at their lives and um, see how it's, like, relating to today because, like, the gospel is always alive. Right. Ever Ancient, Ever New is... um. Ah, that's in one. That's somewhere. But it's ever ancient. Ever, these are truths that are ever ancient and ever new, right? It's as old as the gospel, but it's as new as today. Like we're we're living the life of Christ, and the Holy Spirit it gives us gives us the ability to do that to to form Christ in us. But we're not meant to be like people a uh, hundred years ago, or two hundred years ago, or a thousand years ago, or two thousand years ago. We're we're supposed to live today. We're living in a very real time, and so we're called to be saints in that time, mm-hmm. and and to be saints here and now, and and real saints and not uh, statues. And then one of the cool things today, celebrating this solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, is um, that Peter and Paul, um, uh, we we can we can appreciate 
uh, the universal church, right? We can think, like, when we think about the church, and if you say, like, church, people's mind usually goes to, like, my particular church, my, like, my parish church, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. But, like, to appreciate the universal church, right? We're part of, like, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, um, and that we, um, and so today we can appreciate that this, the church is universal, and that it really can, um, we're part of that around the entire world. And that's just so cool, right? To like think there there are where we're united with our brothers and sisters in Christ around the entire world. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. I think it's really amazing. I remember I was talking to one of my friends who's agnostic and I was explaining to him that the official language of the church is Latin. And I said, You could go anywhere in the world, any country, and you could go to a Latin mass and it would be as if it's the same as if we had gone here in Connecticut. And he was just floored. He's like, that is the coolest thing, that you have that connection. Yeah, it's really awesome. It, it, you know, up until uh, the liturgical reform, because the Mass would be in Latin, there were stories of, like, American soldiers in World War II serving Mass for priests that uh, in liberated areas, and they would know all the responses because it's just that it's is, all in Latin. That is really, really cool. And that's, like, a cool, a really cool thing. We've lost something of that. But to to really appreciate, like, it's it's not just about... Um, me and my way of doing things right. but that it's a universal church and that we belong to that universal church and so the opportunity to um to visit rome and to to go on pilgrimage to rome um is, is so cool because in rome we can really see as we venerate the bodies of saints peter and paul we we can uh, understand a care a, a this universality and and that rome really gives us that opportunity you know we could travel and go anywhere but but to really like when you're in rome it's like this is the hub and there's so many different people from so many different countries and this is yeah. so cool yeah i i've never been to rome i know um we gotta do a pilgrimage, <laughs> pilgrimage. <laughs> that'd be really cool st francis catholic chat in rome <laughs> we'd have to bring all the podcasting equipment someone's gonna have to can you bring it on the plane yeah probably mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure there's enough. Pre there, there are enough podcasting priests in Rome that will just steal their, their podcasting stuff. priests. Oh yeah, in you Rome? like all like Catholic stuff. You should know. I don't think they have anyone left in Rome. Uh, Catholic Bites was in Rome for a while. Wait, are you serious? So these people, they're like people that like. Well, yeah. So it's people that probably started podcasting there in America, but then they moved to Rome, like to study or whatever, and they probably brought their equipment. Yeah, oh, you go listen to a bunch of cool. episodes of Catholic stuff. You should know, probably the most popular Catholic podcast ever, and they um. They're, they they're were in Rome at a time. Some some of them like there's some with Father John. Um, more recently, he was he was in Rome. So, yeah. So that's so that we can maybe really just steal cool. someone's podcast equipment. We borrow. Yeah, takes it. That's a good uh, example of Christianity right there. <laughs> Let me just steal your podcasting yeah, equipment. Yeah, it's a universal church. Come on, ours. <laughs> <laughs> it's it belongs to the church. Um, but we. Um, no, that could be that 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 could be fun eventually to to have to a, have a pilgrimage, pilgrimage all the way around. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really cool. Let's um spring let's break. That. Can we wait till Corona's over? Uh, I probably. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's. Uh, I'm not gonna. If it we got stuck there for two weeks, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Maybe if we brought enough clean clothes, you should you should always pack to. You should always now pack for a quarantine, right? But we should love the universal church, and there's something about a care for the universal church, which is important, that it's not just about, like, uh, here, it's St. Francis above everything else. Like, not really, no. It's um, St. Francis, part of the Archdiocese of Hartford, and I love the Archdiocese of Hartford, and I pray for Archbishop Blair. And, you know, today um, at the um, today on the Solemnity of St. Peter and Paul, you know, the archbishops wear what's called a pallium that they receive 
from the Pope, um, and he, it was given to Archbishop Blair on the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul in 2014, when uh, right after he was named and installed as Archbishop of Hartford. But that he, um, this was a sign of that that union there. So it's you know praying for Archbishop Blair, and praying for for our archdiocese and caring about our archdiocese, not just our you know not just our mm-hmm. parish alone, but the whole archdiocese, and then praying for the whole universal church. And so we pray and we love the Pope, and we care for for. Christians and people, and we want the gospel to be proclaimed across the entire world, right? That's what we want. Mm. We want, we want Christ to reign, and yeah. so we want him to reign in the hearts of everyone across the entire world. So that is um, today. Let's us really appreciate, love, and embrace that that universality of the church, uh, and then uh, just finally to to look at our our love for the church that we should, you know, uh, we talked in our last podcast about uh, affirmative orthodoxy as part of our uh, mission statement, but that there's a certain joy that comes from from being part of the church. Like, this is not just me trying to, I'm just going to read the Gospels and try to live it out all by myself. Like, there's a certain joy that comes from the community, that comes from being yeah, part of the Yeah, and I feel like um, it also comes with, like, just reminding like, yourself and, like, your your friends and family, like, that, like, like praying for each other kind of shows an example of, like, where it's not just about me and not just, like, oh, I'm just going to, pray for my own particular church you know but just like remembering to like pray for the pope which reminds you to pray like oh i have to pray for my governmental leaders and like kind of like extending that out um that love and kind of like all you do um and just like yeah absolutely that is you know we we love the church we love being catholic and that that's on the solemnity of saints peter and paul like we should really just love and, and rejoice and in our in our love for being part of the church, right? This is the communion of saints, and so to really um, rejoice in that is is awesome. And today's solemnity gives us that opportunity to 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 rejoice in in um, being part of this church. And I can't imagine what it would be like to be Catholic, like or to be a Christian all alone, right? And to right. just be like, yeah, it's just me. I got this gospel. I'm supposed to figure it out. Yeah, I think there really is like a a sense of peace that comes with knowing that the church is infallible and like we don't have to figure it all out like you know the pope and the magisterium they do that for yeah. us so <laughs> you're right <laughs> they've got the holy spirit and we're good and it's our job to learn right it's our job right. to, to really you know learn and we should understand and have a care for knowing what the church teaches oh right? yeah that's so important to know what the church teaches and to to um, read, you know, papal encyclicals to read documents of the church and to really go through those. If if we run out of topics in a podcast, we may just start talking about the Vatican II <laughs> documents, you know, <laughs> and um, turn it into a bit of doctrinal formation. Who knows? Um, but no, it could podcast be um, a, yeah, doctrinal formation podcast edition quiz show. Um, <laughs> uh, that may be copyrighted by Catholic stuff. You should know. Dang it, they're going to sue us. Um, <laughs> find <Okay>. us. <laughs> uh, you never know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Anyway, the point is, we really, um, we should, um, yeah, we. it's the communion of saints, right, that I'm part of a church, and that's just so cool, and just gives us so much um, peace and joy uh, to know. So, it's a solemnity, right, that we should celebrate. It's the solemnity of Peter and Paul today. We pray for the Pope, we pray for our bishops, um, and we celebrate, like, the, the princes of the apostles. Yeah, so, I don't, so I don't really understand what it means to celebrate like holy days like besides like extra you know fancy like masses i know that's not the right way to say it but you know what i mean (laughs) like you know extra flowers on the altar and 
all of those things. Like, how else? How else do you celebrate? Like, what even is that? Yeah, how do you celebrate Christmas? <laughs> you know, it's it's like these are the I open gifts on Christmas. <laughs> you know, do a, do a little bit less, I'm just a little less penance is if we have nice uh, penances that we try to do throughout the day and little things that we offer up and then do a little less of those. Have a little extra um, of some food that we like or, or you know um, some nice. Uh, some nice things like that. you know just little things because that's also the thing it's like it's little things it's you, you could ask um a married couple how they celebrated their wedding right and there's the whole thing but then you ask like well how do you celebrate your your 15th anniversary well it's probably not gonna be as big as the wedding but right. it's uh, it's yeah. still like it may just be a little thing but in the relationship of love that's grown that little thing speaks just as much right and so similarly in our in our love as our love for the church grows and our love for our lord grows we may not have like these big fancy celebrations but like it'll be a little thing like oh i'm gonna have a little extra ice cream you know uh, to celebrate <laughs> peter and paul and like it's just that it's like yeah that um i'm celebrating I'm, I'm going wild <laughs> just a little extra ice cream i mean there's also so many solemnities and there's like so many celebrations. flavors of ice cream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, no, but you're right. There's a lot of solemnity, and that's that's a cool thing, right? That we um, we have a lot of feasts, we have a lot of solemnities, we have a lot of things that we, you know, back in the old days, you would um, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't work on a solemnity, right? So if it's that type of a feast, you wouldn't, you wouldn't work. And I just think like you had when you used to have the octave of Pentecost and the octave of Corpus Christi. There's like two weeks off of work. Oh that, wow! Like that's those nice. were those were set vacations because it's the octave of these feasts, the octave of Christmas, octave of Easter, right? So yeah. like. What we have, like, oh, we spring break. Like, I don't know. I'd much rather celebrate an octave, octave of Corpus Christi, of Corpus Christi <laughs> yeah. than, than have spring break, right? right? And allow the the breaks to be around a time of, of liturgical life. So we do have a lot of feasts, and uh, they are uh, they're cool things. Yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate them. So um, awesome. Well, Sheila, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast arena. Thanks, Father. W- yeah, it's, you're probably uh, really winning up there. <laughs> it um, and we will um, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Setting out into podcast land, uh, so much fun. So let's see, we're gonna be mixing and matching. Who's talking with whom, and what does that what does that look like? I believe next time, uh. It's going to be Julia and Sheila. You two are going to be taking the reins solo. <laughs> You're um, out, Father. I'm out. I've, <laughs> I've lost. Uh, you'll see my, my picture in a cloud, and a cannon will go off, or a church bell, and oh in my, my case. When I, and that's it. I'm, I'm out. We're just handing it on. Handing it on. I, uh, no. We're just going to um, rotate it up, keep everyone guessing, and see what happens until some of us are just really bad at it or talk too much in my case and um <laughs> and it's like yeah you know what get that father casey out of there we don't, <laughs> we don't want it we don't want we already listened to him enough we don't need to listen to We're him sick anymore. Of these so um cool well sheila julia um this is a lot of fun yeah happy, this is cool happy solemnity so uh perfect well that uh that wraps us up for today so thank you very much everyone for listening and god bless this is father casey and this is julia and sheila and uh celebrate well